It's been almost 3,000 years, and Greek mythology has proved that it is not going anywhere. But it can be difficult to find entertaining and engaging retellings of these myths that aren't fictionalized. Lucky for you, I'm here. Let's Talk About Myths Baby is the Greek mythology and ancient history podcast of your dreams. I dive into the convoluted and confusing ancient sources so you don't have to. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is Jobsolete. I'm Helen Hong. And I'm Matt Beat. And today we're talking about sea shanty singers. Well, let's shanty into it, shall we? Oh, help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Way bully in the alley. Help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Bully down in Chimbone Alley. Now Sally is a girl in Shinbone Alley. Way bully in the alley. Sally is a girl in Shinbone Alley. Bully down in Shinbone Alley. Oh, help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Way bully in the alley. Help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Bully down in Shinbone Alley. I found myself out under three. Oh, way bully in the alley. I found myself with time so free. Oh, bully down in Shinbone Alley. Oh, help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Way bully in the alley. Help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Bully down in Shinbone Ooh, so catchy, but I almost didn't know any of the words that they were saying. Yeah, well, it's called Bully in the Alley, and that was Ethel Vera Omen and Sam Pope, by the way. But that's a traditional sea shanty, and bully really just means like drunk or maybe aggressive. And they're, they're talking. Oh, like an actual like an actual bully. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm bullying you. Figure. Uh, <laughs> but also alley, the alley specifically they may be referring to is Shinbone Alley, which is in St. George, Bermuda, which was known as a kind of a rowdy street with a bunch of taverns. Wow. And here I thought it had some like deep layered meaning, but it's actually li- literally like a bully in an alley. <laughs> and and uh, singing about how great they are. <laughs> well, I love... I love the trend and I love the song, but why are we talking about this on our podcast, Matt? Because this was an actual job. Being a sea shanty singer was an actual job. What? Yeah, so we're going to ride this trend. Let's just uh, 
take advantage. Oh my god, guys! There's there's a very tiny Venn diagram of jobsolete <laughs> topics and current trends, and I think it's just this topic. <laughs> what an opportunity to educate the folks by tricking them <laughs> with this trend. So you know that song, "Soon May the Wellermen Come." Mm-hmm. Who that's the big, Yeah, that's the big one that started this all. Yeah. Right? That actually is not a shanty. Oh. What? What? Oh, we're, we're dropping some real knowledge here on Job Sleet. Wait, but that's the, the, that's the song that started the whole trend. Yeah, I'm just kind of being like one of those like snobs right now. It's technically not a sea shanty because it's not a work song. A sea shanty is, is a work song. So what's the actual definition of a sea shanty? Well, it's a type of traditional folk song that was commonly sung as a work song, uh, specifically for these sailors on these big sailing, uh, merchant sailing vessels. We spoke to someone who has been quite busy lately because of this sea shanty trend, Dr. Revel Carr. Hi, I'm Dr. Revel Carr. I'm an associate professor of ethnomusicology and the director of the John Jacob Niles Center for American Music at the University of Kentucky. And I do have a book that is largely about sailor songs and sea shanties. And my book is called Hawaiian Music in Motion. And the subtitle is Mariners, Missionaries, or wait, Mariners, Minstrels, and Missionaries. (laughs) Even he doesn't know the name of his own book. He is so qualified for this episode that he he loses track of all his qualifications. <laughs> he literally he literally wrote the book. He can't remember the name of the book, but he literally wrote the book. And I feel so bad for him because you know right now with this trend, like everybody's bugging him. But he I'm he sure. he spent some time with us. Not only that, but he sang a sea shanty with us on TikTok, which Woo! we will we will preview that at the end of the show. So anyway, yeah, a shanty is a work song. A Shanty is a work song that was typically sung aboard a sailing ship during the 19th century. And these were deep water sailing ships where shanties were typically sung, not so much aboard coastal schooners or fishing boats and things like that, but deep water sailing ships that traveled across the oceans, intercontinental shipping, primarily packet ships, which carried cargo or whaling ships. That were kind of slow, slow ships that traveled all over the world hunting for whales. As for the the word shanty, I think there's not a lot of agreement on where it comes from. I think my best theory is that it comes from the word to chant or the French chanter. So just that it's a derivative of chanting. Ah, chanter. I can see how chanter becomes shanty. Now, another thing about these these merchant ships and these sea shanties on these ships, it wasn't just one group of people. When we think of sea shanties, most of them are... Old white guys. Old white yeah, guys. Well, <laughs> specifically Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, like, but actually you, you see evidence of shanty men all over the world. Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, all kinds of different countries, different ethnic groups. It's a it's a worldwide phenomenon. So it, it really evolved through African-American sailors. The best guess as to how shanties evolved, I think right now, is that it did come from African-American workers, primarily in southern ports. And of course, 
sailing ships in the 19th century, American ships in particular, often had African-Americans on the crew. And I think maybe people are not fully aware of this, but particularly aboard whaling ships, African-American crewmen were a pretty common thing. Many of the whaling ships that came out of places like Nantucket were owned and operated by Quakers. And the Quakers were heavily involved in the abolitionist movement. Wow. So they weren't enslaved African-Americans. They were free men who were, well, I guess if it's the late 1800s, it was after the Civil War. So they were free. Yeah, but even before the Civil War, the Quaker whaling ships had African-Americans who were free. But yes, in the South, especially in the Caribbean, of course, there were many men working these ships who were shantymen who also happened to be enslaved. So what we find is like, this is something that is actually quite multicultural. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised to learn that the evolution of the shanty came from African-American sailors, because when you see the most of the clips on TikTok, it seems like it's it's like an Irish thing or a Scottish thing from back in the day. So like, how did those two groups interact for this to evolve? It's just a matter of practicality for like, if you had a merchant ship, you needed workers wherever you could get them. And so they, a lot of times they didn't care where you came from. And so this it's it's really cool, actually, the diversity on these ships. It's pretty amazing. Frank Bullen, uh, who wrote a great book called Songs of Sea Labor that I think came out around 1911, they all described African-American sailors as the best shanty singers. And that if you had a black singer on board, that was that was who you you would want leading your shanties. You know, the music was really coming from a black tradition and then became appropriated and expanded upon by Irish and Scots and others. It's especially aboard whaling ships, the these ships were multicultural places. They were among the first multicultural workplaces in American society. Wow, that is really cool. And that makes sense that if you're, you know, sailing from port to port, that it is very international because the ships are coming from all over the world and they're congregating in in the various ports. And uh, it's kind of like the first international city, right? Where there's like people from all different places coming together. There were still all kinds of discrimination and marginalized groups, you know. But once you got on that ship and you were out, out at sea for several months, and this is a place where people of color could actually achieve higher ranks and even outrank some of the Caucasian sailors. So that was kind of a a weird thing too. I'm kind of split listening to that clip about like, you know, pointing at the black guy on the ship and being like, that guy should be this shanty man. Because (laughs) on the one hand, I understand like, you know, African-American culture had a lot of musical tradition that you would want to adopt and sort of, you know, draw from. But if you're pointing at the one black guy in the ship being like, hey, you must be a good singer. (laughs) That's kind of like when I'm the only Asian in the room and they're like, hey, you must be good at math. And I'm like, oh, no. No, you yeah. guys are screwed if you're looking at me for math help. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's sort of like a little bit of racism there, but. I understand, like, if you want to draw from the tradition, but just having the, like, oh, the black guy obviously is the best singer. That sounds hella racist to me. (laughs) 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who hasn't heard names like Achilles or Odysseus, Cassandra, Medusa? But how much do you know about them from the ancient world? Let's Talk About Myths, Baby is the podcast bringing the ancient sources to life. Greek myth and history is timeless, and unless you've been living under a rock, you have seen just how true that is today. But there is so much more to these characters and stories than what pop culture can do justice. I'm Liv Albert, the host of Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, and every week I bring you stories from the ancient world, both mythological and historical, to breathe new life into these thousands of years old stories. I'm also regularly joined by some of the most brilliant names in the field of archaeology and ancient history, authors of your favorite retellings from today, and everyone in between. Join me as I dive into the wild world of the ancient Greeks and their stories. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths, Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Helen, what do you think the... If they did actually have like a job posting for Shantyman, what would be the requirements for skills needed for this job? Definitely keeping a beat, right? Because I feel like that's, to me, it makes sense why the song would even come about is like, you need you need a good beat, like boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And then you got to keep a tune. I mean. <laughs> well, Helen, you are wrong. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> I know. I was surprised too. Okay. Yeah. Like when I was researching this, I was like hold up like actually the how they d- determined who was the the shanty men was who was the best sailor they were chosen for their seamanship not their musical talent because what? again most of these folks couldn't sing it that didn't matter so the song was 
to sort of give direction on what to do on the boat. So you're like, hey, grab that oar, buddy, start oaring now. Like like that. There were several skills that the shantyman needed to master. One being their knowledge of the ship and all the different jobs on the ship. And so shanty singers, shanty men needed to be skilled, able-bodied seamen who knew the ropes literally and knew their way around a ship because they needed to know all the different jobs and then they needed to know which shanties fit with each specific job. So they would know the difference between hauling a halyard versus working the capstan versus working the pumps, whether we needed a walkaway shanty or a short drag, all kinds of knowledge of the different jobs. So that was key. And so they were in many ways among the most skilled seamen aboard the ship. Ah, this makes so much sense. This is why you would never hire like Adele or Ariana Grande to be the shanty man on your boat because they can sing like they can sing their hearts out, but they don't know anything about sailing. I mean, there are no shanty women that we know of. That's another weird thing. That's what we call it shanty man, because it was all men on these ships. Uh, like, I'm sure there were exceptions, but that's kind of another thing is like, I'm sure some of the singing was actually quite terrible <laughs> like i that's what i imagine anyway that's so interesting and but it's interesting that what he was saying about having to know all the different roles and having to know specifically and and sort of leading the action so you're you're the shanty man you're like hey pull roger you're screwing it up pull faster <laughs> yeah they essentially were like they were managers you know they were they knew how they were good leaders, and so and when we th when we think about the actual songs, it was call and response, and it was like a director directing an orchestra, like they were. I guess you could compare it somewhat to an orchestra. You know, it would have been actually pretty cool to to witness like all of them work together in this way. So it was a tough job. That's I can't stress it enough. But yeah, Revel's going to explain specifically like what these shanty men experienced on these ships. Life as a seaman aboard any kind of ship in the 19th century was rough. The work was really hard. You were frequently wet and cold. The food was bad. So one of the things that shantymen often did was use their songs as a way to express the crew's dissatisfaction with the conditions on board the ship. So they'd sing about weevily biscuits or meat so tough it's like leather. And they, they would come up with ways to talk about it. And singing about those hardships in that way was a way around being accused of being complaining. So you could just say, oh, that was just the song. We we're just singing a song. It's not really. So it was a way for the crew to get their grievances out without really getting in, in trouble for it. Now, as for the conditions of work for the shantyman, and there might be multiple shantymen on a ship because it wasn't always that the crew were all working together. Crew crews aboard sailing ships were divided into watches, uh, which means one group of sailors would work for four hours, and then the port watch would work for the next four hours. And so you'd go four hours on, four hours off, all day and all night. But what it also meant was that there probably needed to be two shantymen, one who could work with one watch and another who could work with another watch. 
I love the concept of shanty shift work. Like, <laughs> like, hey, shanty man, A, I'm taking the first shift. You? Yeah, I got the second shift. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, oh, I've got to re- get ready for my shift. La, 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 la. <laughs> but also, I love the idea that they use the songs to complain about the food but not and then and then be like no i wasn't i wasn't complaining about the food it was just a song whatever yeah, <laughs> like they're like this meat sucks so hard it really sucks so hard what are you complaining about the meat nah man that was just a song kind of like <laughs> comedians will like you know they'll say things that are too controversial to say because oh no i'm just i'm a comedian i'm just joking just it's joking okay. it's just yeah, a but, joke man it's just a joke i was thinking like when he was saying that there was multiple shanties going on at once like at first, I was thinking, like, well, how would that even work? Wouldn't that they all be like yelling over each other, singing over each other? But again, these these ships were often very big, so I guess if they were spread out enough, and oh, you could have like a back portion shanty and a front portion shanty. You're right. It it would be hard because because weren't a lot of the songs improvised? So it's not like if you had two shanties, they could get on the same page and sing the same song because if the song was made up on the spot. That shanty lyrics were largely improvised. The, a real talented shantyman would be able to improvise lyrics on the spot and make the song basically about whatever they wanted to beyond the first couple of introductory verses and the repeating choruses and the repeating refrains. And then beyond that, yeah, just I think they needed to know a, a lot of songs. They needed to have a good repertoire of melodies and they needed to have a voice that could carry and be tuneful. Wow, that is so cool. I think we do, because of the trend that's happening now with the shanties, we assume that all the shanties were written down because we're following along, you know, especially if you're duetting with someone on TikTok, they're singing a very specific song and then you're learning the lines that they sang and singing along with them. But like the original shanties were improvising a lot of the songs and making them very specific to their their boat situation, which I think is it's very similar to the way stand-up comics do when they're, you know, at a club. Like I am a stand-up comic and I do a lot of crowd work. And often that's the most popular thing that happens in my act is the crowd work because it's specific to that audience, right? So you make fun of the guy with the big 10-gallon hat in the fourth row or you, you know, a waitress drops an entire tray of drinks and you got to call that out. So that's, that's sort of similar to my line of work where you're calling out whatever's happening in the room at the moment. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Who hasn't heard names like Achilles or Odysseus, Cassandra, Medusa? But how much do you know about them from the ancient world? Let's Talk About Myths, Baby is the podcast bringing the ancient sources to life. Greek myth and history is timeless, and unless you've been living under a rock, you have seen just how true that is today. But there is so much more to these characters and stories than what pop culture can do justice. I'm Liv Albert, the host of Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, and every week I bring you stories from the ancient world, both mythological and historical, to breathe new life into these thousands of years old stories. I'm also regularly joined by some of the most brilliant names in the field of archaeology and ancient history, authors of your favorite retellings from today, and everyone in between. Join me as I dive into the wild world of the ancient Greeks and their stories. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths, Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up <laughs> you couldn't believe it from iheart podcasts it's like the police knew who he was before they got here a story about money power and corruption the medical school dean at usc was leading a secret double life he's breathing right now yes he's absolutely breathing i'm a doctor actually there's no way that that guy's a doctor i'm paul pringle and i'm an investigative reporter for the la times this is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Matt, what happened to the shanty man? Why did that go away? By the American Civil War, uh, the shanty songs were very common on pretty much any merchant ship around the world. Like, this was when it was at its peak, I would say. But then soon we had the steamship that entered the picture. Shanties declined primarily because of the rise of steam engines. And it is a little ironic that shanties developed because of the developing technology that was being used aboard sailing ships. But it was the continuing development of those technologies and the addition of steam engines that ended up bringing about their end. And I'm not just talking about steam engines that propelled the ship, but also steam engines that were used aboard the ship in place of sailors. A lot of ships carried what was called a donkey engine, which was a small steam engine that would be up on the deck of the ship and that you could use, you could just attach a rope to the winch on the steam donkey and it would raise the sail for you or it would raise the anchor for you. And so the crews of the ships got smaller, the the number of people you needed to run the ship got fewer and fewer, and so there was less and less call for actual work songs being sung. The And then I would just maybe also just say the one place still today that you could be hired as a shantyman with shantyman in your job title is Mystic Seaport Museum in Connecticut. 
Yeah, like with most things, automation helped to make this job sleep because like he was saying, like on a sailing ship, you needed to have like 30 people to pull this huge sail to go up and then pull it back down when it needs to come down. But if that's all being automated by steam, then... Yeah, so the Mystic Seaport, apparently it's the largest maritime museum in the United States. And it has... I didn't even know about this place, but I want to go so badly after the pandemic's over. But like, I imagine that this place is going to be very popular now because of the the sea shanty trend. But Revel kind of sums it up why this trend has come now. I think that for one thing, I think we don't have a lot of opportunities for group singing in our society today singing the national anthem at a baseball game or a football game, that was about as close as we would get to group singing. And even that, we're not doing that right now. Church singing, again, is another place where people do have that communal singing experience. But there's not a lot of secular occasions for groups of people to hear their voices joined together with other singers. And I think that's one of the reasons that people love sea shanties. The people who are really into it love that aspect of getting together with other people and just singing at the top of their lungs, just belting it out. Doesn't matter if you can't sing on key. Doesn't matter if you don't know all the words. You'll learn, the words get repeated enough that you, you pick them up as you go along. It's just fun for people and it's a wonderful musical experience for people even especially for non-musicians to have that experience of making music with a group of people and feeling all those voices joined together and honestly that's my favorite thing about the tiktok shanty thing is seeing the different combinations of people the layering of the vocals i would point out that i don't think the wellerman really took off until this guy luke the voice added his super low bass part and once you heard that bass and the wonderful scottish tenor of nathan evans together boy that just made everyone want to join in and and be part of it and so i think there is something really special about singing in a group and we we've lost that in our culture and shanty singing is a way to bring that back i always say there are two things that bring people of diverse backgrounds together the easiest and those two things are sports and music so bringing the world together during this turbulent time. Thank you, Sea Shanties. It doesn't matter if you have any musical experience or not. This is for all of us, you know? Yeah, it's so simple. Even Matt and I can sing a sea shanty. Oh, the mate got drunk and he went below to take a swig from his bottle. Oh, so early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle. Oh, his bottle. his bottle. The sailor loves his bottle. So early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle Oh, a bottle of rum, a bottle of beer, a bottle of Irish whiskey, oh, so early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle Oh, the ladies, oh, the Judy's, oh, the sailor loves the lassies, oh, so early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle Oh, tobacco, oh, the sailor loves tobacco, so early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle Oh, the bottle the bottle The sailor loves his bottle So early in the morning. The sailor loves his bottle We make good sailors. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm impressed with us. That's <laughs> I thought because I'm not a singer, and I was like, well, I know, but that that was not bad. Well, we want to hear from you as well. So if you, the listener, want to share with us your sea shanty, we would love to hear it and we will retweet it. So tweet it at us at Pod. We're on TikTok as well, at Jobsolete. And maybe duet with us or uh, send us a video of you trying to say sea shanty five times fast. Our expert today was Rebel Carr. He's the author of Hawaiian Music in Motion, Mariners, Missionaries, and Minstrels. Thanks to Ethel Vera Oman and Sam Pope for graciously allowing us to use their duet, Bully in the Alley. You can find Ethel on TikTok at majin.bay, that's M-A-J-I-N dot B-A-E. And Sam is on TikTok at Sam Pope Music. Check them both out. They've got great videos on their streams and not just shanties. Hey, this is really important, but if you like Jobs Elite, please tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. It's absolutely the best way to help us keep bringing you these shows. It really does make a difference. Jobs Elite is produced for iHeartRadio by Zealot Manufacturing Hand Forge Podcast for you. It's hosted by us, Helen Hong, that's me, and Matt Beat. That's me. The show was conceived and produced by Jason Elliott. Steve Zamarki and Anthony Savini. Our editor is Tommy Nickel. Our researcher is Amelia Polka. Our production coordinator is Angie Jaimez. And theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. A special thanks to our iHeartRadio team, led by Nikki Etor, Katrina Norvell, Ali Cantor, Mangesh Hadi Kador, Will Pearson, Connell Byrne, and Bob Pittman. Hey, did you know you can find show notes and more on our Instagram at Pod? It's been almost 3,000 years, and Greek mythology has proved that it is not going anywhere. But it can be difficult to find entertaining and engaging retellings of these myths that aren't fictionalized. Lucky for you, I'm here. Let's Talk About Myths Baby is the Greek mythology and ancient history podcast of your dreams. I dive into the convoluted and confusing ancient sources so you don't have to. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.